Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, TGIF. Happy Friday and welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And it's really crucial that you pay attention this morning. One of my bosses is on at least every other year for one or two times a year, and he is going to give us the 411 on what we need to do to make our vote count, and that is registering, and we have a deadline coming up, and we welcome back to the show Supervisor of Elections of Orange County, Mr. Bill Cowles. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yes, tis the season. Tis the season, <laughs> to, to be accurate. <laughs> yes. How you doing? Election season 2022. Yeah, we're off and yeah. running. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? You doing all right? We're doing good. We're gearing up and um, taking each day as it comes. Yes, yes. I, I, I've gone through my, my training uh, for Very August good. 23rd. Yes. Uh, and people are like, well, you know, it's August. The primary is in August, you know, and, and it's like, okay, yes. But for those that don't know, how many days ahead of time do you have to have all your accurate information in? And I'm stressing accurate information. Well, we got a deadline, as you said, coming up on Monday, uh, July the 25th, and that's the deadline to register to vote. And that means if you've never registered to vote in Florida, this is your day that you need to get it done so that you can participate in the two elections that are going to happen the rest of this year. So if you've already registered in Florida, but you've moved and your address is not up to date, you can update your address any time up to election day, but we really would encourage people to update their address with our office sooner uh, because of the fact that we're getting ready to send out the sample ballots for the August 23rd election, and we want to make sure you get your mailer. And it also means you may not have gotten your new voter information card we've mailed out here in early July uh, with your polling place information and what districts you live in. So it's important to keep your address up to date. But the deadline on July 25th, Monday, is for new registrations. And the second part of it is Florida closed primary state. 
And that mm-hmm. means you have to be a member of the two major parties who are having a primary for their candidates. And if you're not one of, in one of those parties, you don't get to vote on their party candidates, but you get to vote on all the nonpartisan races. So there is a ballot for every voter. But if you're a person who's in a status of no party affiliation, but you want to vote for your favorite candidate that's in one of those two parties, then you have to have your party change into us by Monday, July the 25th. Right. And we know that there are some people that do that, unfortunately, to just kind of influence what goes on in someone else's party sometimes. So, uh, but we, we're not encouraging that. We're just, you know, saying that, um, you know, if you decide that there's someone that eventually you're probably going to want to vote for anyway in the general election, that, you know, it might be a good time to go ahead and, and make the switch now so that you can ensure that that person well, you have a better chance of that person getting on a ballot. We won't be insured, but we have a better, better chance of that. So, Well, our major so concern I, is to make sure that people who have moved to Florida from yeah. other states, and the rules may have been different in their state than they are mm-hmm. in Florida. So that's why we emphasize Florida has that closed primary for the right. two major parties and then there are the nonpartisan races. So I want to be very clear, there is a ballot for every voter because here in Orange County, the county mayor race is nonpartisan. The county commission races are nonpartisan. School board mm-hmm. chair position is nonpartisan. School board members are nonpartisan. Circuit judge and county judges are nonpartisan. And there is one question on the ballot from the school board renewing their uh, tax. So there's something for everybody to vote on on August the 23rd. Wow, okay. So, it, yeah, so it's not, not some, not some rinky-dink election. Definitely not. And the thing about it is people don't seem to sometimes understand that the, the lower-level elections, if you talk about levels of government, the lower levels of of Government, like you talk about school board, you know, mayor and other things, those are the ones that impact us the most, you know, when we talk about, you know, what's going to happen to our schools, what's going to happen to, you know, the taxes in our county and, and, uh, and other things. These, these are the major decisions for us here locally, and we have to recognize that, you know, not just wait for the uh, president or gubernatorial or whatever, you know, this, this is the one, these are the ones that actually really, really count that hits closer to home. You have said it so well, and that's one of my messages, is that too much emphasis on voting for the president, and it needs to be on local officials who are going to make decisions every day that affect the quality of our life here in Central Florida, uh, here locally, and take care of issues that you have uh, with your community and all. So it's so important to be involved in these elections because these are the ones who do it. But it seems that if people are satisfied, then they don't care about voting on the local stuff. 
Yeah, or or they've gotten preoccupied with other things and uh, have have lost the recognition of the importance of, of what this this not just this election but all elections are about. Um, I want to ask it, We've you, made it so easy for them. Yes, we have. <laughs> Definitely not what it used to be. Three, you know, there's, got there's three ways almost no excuse. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about? How the census has impacted how, what you've had to do with this particular election coming up, and the ones I guess for the next ten years. Yeah. So of course, the United States Constitution says that there's a census taken every ten years, and 2020 was the last census taking, and of course, it uh, got slowed down because of COVID. And then the results came out in early to mid-2021. But this is where it's not only the headcount is now done, now we have to reapportion uh, government. And so the first one that had to be done, which was the most political one, was dividing Florida's congre- Florida into congressional districts. And because mm-hmm. of our growth, uh, we still are the third largest state, but we grew enough that we picked up an, an additional congressional district. And so when you add the additional district, you have to rearrange all the districts. And that's done by the state legislature, but has to be blessed by the governor. And that's the one that kind of became the last map that we got with the district lines. Then the Florida legislature is responsible for redrawing the state house and the state senate districts. And then locally, the county commission had an advisory committee come in and help draw the districts for county commission. And then the school board had an advisory committee who also divided up the uh, school districts. And what happened is you're dividing them up into equal size to make sure that the districts are equal in size for people running. Of course, there's a variance because you can't get to the exact number because the number continues to change as people register or move and all. So after all those districts were drawn, they're given to the supervisors. We lay them all on a map, and then we have to come in and draw the voting precincts for the voters who vote on election day as to where they go to vote. And so we did our part there. And then the Board of County Commissioners has to approve that map. And then the next step was we did the mailer here in July to all the voters. And on their new voter information card, there it tells them now what district numbers they live in so they can associate it with the candidates and the campaigns uh, for who they will get to vote for. And many voters are going to experience change maybe in one district only, but could be multiple districts. Uh, A perfect example is myself. I have been living in County Commission District 1 uh, for the last 10 years. And Mm -hmm. now um, my neighborhood was moved into County Commission District 2. 
So right oh, wow. away, I have a change of county commissioners. And so where I got to vote for the county commissioner in District 1 in 2020, now I'm going to get to vote for the county commissioner for District 2 this year because District 2 is up uh, on the ballot. Uh, and then I'll then I'll have four years before I get to vote for commissioner again because it's a four-year term. So that's where some mm-hmm. people are going to have some change. Well, I just voted for the commissioner. That's true, but your commission district has changed, and this district is now up, and you get to vote on it. So voters need to pay attention to the card. The other part is the next mailer going out is we're mailing sample ballots to every mm-hmm. voter. And on that sample ballot, when you open it up, it will be a copy of the actual ballot. You'll be handed whether you uh, early vote or whether you go to your polling place on Election Day. Mm -hmm. And that's when you'll see exactly who uh, is running for the districts that are assigned to your resident address. And, and that is very important. I, I think the sample ballots are, are really things that people should just not toss aside. They need to hang on to them because, it, what I, in my opinion, it allows you to do your research on the candidates ahead of time. So that and, exactly. and people are permitted to take the sample ballots in with them when they vote. Correct. Correct. We actually encourage them to pre-mark that sample ballot take it with you, and then at the polls, all you're doing is transferring your mark to your official ballot and then put the official ballot into the voting machine. And so it should be a shorter, quicker experience with the voting because you did your homework. Let's talk about the voting machines, and I'm I'm a a BSI. Um, I'm there at at the machine. I want to talk about uh, things that can happen uh, that are human error that can be avoided, uh, the mismarked ballots and the uh, uncast ballots and, and all of that type of stuff. Can you talk about that, please? Yeah, I think the key thing is um, our ballots are just like optical scan tests that you may have taken in school or surveys that you do uh, or questionnaires you answer at the doctor's office where you fill in the oval next to your response. And so the key thing is to just make sure that you're filling in that oval and in each case you only get to select one choice for each contest. If you were to make a mistake because you quickly marked and then realized you wanted the other person, you can get another ballot. And I think that's important is that uh, I always like to say that um, the ballot is like baseball. You get three chances. Uh, So Mm -hmm. if you make a mistake, don't be afraid to ask for a replacement ballot. The other thing is it's fill in the oval. But we've seen voters who like to circle the name of the person, or they put uh-huh. a check mark at the end of the name of the person, um, uh-huh. or they put a little star, whatever. But they're not filling in the oval. And the nice part about these voting machines is if you don't fill in any oval, you don't fill any at all, when it goes in, it comes back and says 
no choices selected. And the good news is you get a chance, and that's the beauty of the machine, letting you know that you have a chance to go back with the same piece of paper, and you can then fill in the ovals and bring it right back, put it in, and it will be accepted. So from that standpoint, you get a second chance to make sure your ballot is going to be counted. Uh, so you get up to three chances. If, you, if we get a voter, uh, you probably learned it in your training, if you get to the third voter uh, or third ballot for a voter, then it's mm-hmm. probably good to get a, two poll workers to assist them uh, in uh, doing it. The other thing is mm-hmm. don't put stray marks on your ballot. Uh, you yeah. know, don't, don't uh, fill in, don't doodle on the ballot because uh, sometimes you could mess up the channels that tell the machine how to read your ballot. And if you're a vote-by-mail voter, even if you mess up at home, which we've seen people try to use whiteout and other stuff, you can get a replacement ballot if you made a mistake at home or if the cat knocked the coffee over on your ballot. and all, We can get you another ballot. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, just let us know, and we'll work with you. Okay, and I, I want to go back for a minute about the redistricting. I wanted to find out, did you have to add additional precincts, uh, or did you have to, uh, like, shrink down some precincts and increase others? Well, we did have – we do now have more precincts, uh, but most of our uh, increase came from – the congressional district lines making little sub areas so we have some small what we call mini precincts that are attached to a larger precinct so we're up to 258 uh, precincts so and we had 247 previously so Mm -hmm. uh, we did but one of the things that we did with this redistricting is Uh, We wanted to lessen voter confusion, so we tried to keep the precincts as close to what they previously were because we know voters are creatures of habit, and they're going to go back to where they last voted. So uh, from that standpoint, we wanted to do that. The other part is people will think, well, Orange County has grown so much that – why aren't there more? But you've got to go back and look at we've changed how people vote. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago, you either went to your polling place or you requested an absentee ballot, and that was it. And now, well, and more so back, uh, we had early voting come in. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the presidential election of 2020, of the presidential votes in Orange County were done by mail. 30% of the votes for presidential election was done at an early voting site. Mm. And only only 110,000 voters went to a polling place on election day. So when we think about it, is there's less people going to polling place, so is there a need to expand the polling places? Now, the big question will be, the big question that we'll see is 
does that model hold up post-COVID? And uh-huh. do people now no, do people now feel more comfortable going back to their polls? My my thinking is we are a service industry community. The vast majority of the citizens of Orange County do not work an eight to five Monday through Friday job with the opportunity to get off on Tuesday to go vote, be late to work or leave work early to vote. That's why mm-hmm. I believe vote by mail and definitely early voting mm-hmm. is a, a way voters prefer to vote in this community. So the other part, too, is we're not locked in to this structure for the next 10 years. As a precinct grows, and all you got to do if you live on the west side and you look at Highway 429 and you see all mm-hmm. the bulldozing going, you know there's more apartments, houses mm-hmm. coming. We can mm-hmm. split precincts and create new precincts as we go based on growth. And then the last thing is nobody builds polling places for me. You know, Every <laughs> polling place is where I have to commandeer another facility and you know even churches yeah. is an example churches used to be the primary location but what's happening right. churches are now doing daycare programs they're doing schools i know the church i go to rents the church rents to two schools uh and all so spaces even in churches have become limited because of the way things have changed Okay, so I've got to ask you, and I know your time is getting short, so I'm going to just ask you these questions, a couple of questions, and let you just go to them as you wish. Uh, One, um, there was a lot of controversy, a lot of concern about uh, absentee ballots or voting by mail. Um, Has the process changed any, or is there anything that that people need to be uh, concerned about with regards to that? The other thing is, um, I saw a report on the news where you are still in need of more people to volunteer to work the polls. That's my second question. And the third one, is, well, just go ahead with those two <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. Vote by mail. I, I, the legislature did make a couple changes. The first one is the vote by mail quest is only good for one election cycle. It used to be good for two cycles, and so they cut it back. So back in June, we mailed a mailer to every voter, and on that mailer, it said you do or you don't have a vote-by-mail request. So uh, on Wednesday of this week, we dropped 185,000 vote-by-mail ballots to those voters who already had a standing request. Now, it's not too late to request a vote-by-mail ballot. So the easiest thing would be to call into the elections office at 407-836-VOTE, V-O-T-E, which is uh, 8683, and verify it. Or you can go to our website, ocfelections.gov, 
and you can go online and verify if you have a request. But if you think you're supposed to be getting a ballot, and by Saturday or Monday of next week you haven't gotten one, you better call. The deadline for requesting one is 10 days before the election because of giving time for us to mail it out and have it brought back. So one, uh, it's not too late to request one if you need it. Uh, the other part is if you assume you're going to get one and it doesn't show up, call us. It's not too late to get one. On the return, the legislature strengthened the fact that a voter can only return two ballots from individuals other than themselves or immediate family members. Okay, So from that standpoint, uh, if you're going to go to one of our, and they changed the name, it's called a Secure Ballot Intake Station, which we're going to have drive-through ones at each of our 20 early voting sites where you can just drive up and drop off. But it does limit that. So if you're at work and five people say, hey, you're going to the elections office, hey, take my ballot. Well, if you bring five, you would be exceeding the number that the um, legislature says you can from non-family members or yourself. So that's a change. Uh, the other thing I would remind voters, too, is uh, two little tips. Tip number one, Orange County already is paying for the return of your ballot through the mail. So there's no issue uh, with postage. So if you don't have a stamp or you're not sure how much it is, don't worry. It's already paid for. The second tip, here's the tip you're going to love. If you don't like those robocalls, you don't like your mailbox being filled with all the flyers, or you don't like the text messaging from candidates, the sooner you vote your ballot and return it, you come off the list because candidates don't want to spend money on people who have already voted. So mark it okay. early, unless, and that way when it's done, you might – Quit getting all those phone calls. Uh -huh. So that's that's the vote by mail changes, uh, which are relatively simple for the average person who marks their ballot, takes it, and drops it off at one of our sites, or they put it in the mailbox, or hand deliver it. If you feel more secure, hand deliver it to us. Uh, yes, you know you can never have enough poll workers, uh, and as we've seen in this community. Everybody's hurting for workers. So uh, if you want to be a poll worker, and particularly if you're bilingual, that's important because we want to serve our community uh, uh, at the polls in both English and Spanish. So if you're bilingual, again, let's be clear. As you know, poll workers do get paid. So it's not a volunteer job. You do get paid for election day, and the rates vary uh, between like 175 and 250, depending on which job uh, you're assigned to. And again, okay. just call the elections office if you're interested. Uh, but like I say, you just never can have enough. <laughs> okay, so true. 
And then because you have also the possibility, there are some. I know there have been some instances where people have had to call out um, on the day of election or the day before election, and so they need people to uh, fill those places. You know where people call out sometimes. So just just to um, throw that out. That's there. where we work on you, the. That's where we work on the backup to the backup to the backup plan. Right. Right. So also, too, you just mentioned about the need for polling places. If someone has a location that they're uh, willing to volunteer, what, how do they um, you know, step up? They, they can call in and just share that information with us or email us. Uh, again, we're probably set for this election cycle, but as soon mm-hmm. as we get done with that November 8th election <clears> – <throat> We will be focusing on the 2024 elections, and in that year, we have also the presidential preference primary election in March before we get to the August primary and then the November general election. Okay. So uh, we are always constantly reevaluating, and polling places are not locked in for life because we have a contract with them for each uh, we get a contract signed for each election cycle. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And, and uh, we are, do pay still... we do pay the rent. Okay. Good. Good to know. Is there still a possibility for I know we haven't talked about it that much um the um adopt the precinct uh option? Yes. Um uh, you know, we've we're very uh excited that our success has been with the adopt a precinct over 110 of the polling places will actually be adopted by a group this year. Uh, if a group is interested, they should reach out to our office. Uh, Timothy Frazier is the coordinator of the adopt a precincts and he'd be more than glad to talk with any group and share information about it. Again, just for the listeners sake, this is where a group comes together and adopts a polling place, and they provide all the workers needed for the polling place, but instead of each poll worker being paid individually, the money is collected on what each person would have earned, and one check is written to that organization. And it is amazing what happens with that money. I always like to say that it's your tax dollars going through these organizations back into the community to do good things. I mean, we've got we've got a high school band program that is adopting polling places to raise money to buy new instruments. We've got sororities and fraternities who are taking half or more of the money they earn and giving them out every summer as scholarships to students graduating from high school and getting ready to go to college. We've got other civic groups that are using it to put it back into the community with programs they're doing. So it's a win-win for this community. It's a win for the uh, groups, and it's the win for the people uh, who are receiving the benefits. Bill, I know you got to go. Thank you for your time. Is there any last-minute information that you want to uh, impart? I think it's what we've talked about. One, make sure you are 
eligible to vote, so the deadline is June 25th if you've never registered, or make sure your address is up to date so you're getting all the information you need. Second, study your sample ballot. Make sure you know where the sample ballot is going to tell you where your polling place is with a little map. It's also going to list the 20 locations for early voting, which early voting starts on Monday, August the 8th. And number three, get out and vote. And thank you. That was my other question I wanted to, to get out is when is early voting started? August 8th. Thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get back to, to running <laughs> the, super, the, the elections office, and you do such a great job. And, and, you know, that's why we don't have a whole lot of controversy because, you know, you keep us in check. So thank you so much. Well, appreciate I, it. I appreciate your helping as a poll worker, but also helping to get the message out. Have a good day. Oh, anytime. You too. You too. And we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, we're just going to talk a little bit more about things you should be doing as a voter. So uh, this is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you. With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson & Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And, again, we want to thank Mr. Bill Powell, Supervisor of Elections for Orange County. And uh, he keeps us straight and uh, has a lot to juggle. Um, It's no joke. It's really no joke. And I just really want to encourage everybody to go and register um, if, if, if you are eligible. Um, and just also encourage your children to be a part of the process. Sit down with your children when you get your sample ballot and say, hey, you know, um, I'm, these are the people I'm thinking about um, voting for when I go to the polls. You know, what do you think of them? Have them do research for you. You know, if you don't have time to do the research, you know, get your kids involved. Make it a family project and just say, hey, you know, this is this is who we believe that will be uh, the best person to represent our interests as a family. So, it, you know, it doesn't have to be just you doing the work. Uh, you can get everybody involved and make it fun and make it a project and, and it's a way to get our kids started to be involved in the process, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be a, a party thing. It's just it has to be a, a matter of them and everybody else being informed. So that's the one thing I would suggest. Um, the adopt a precinct pr- uh, program that Bill talked about, I highly encourage everybody to get involved with it that is a part of a nonprofit. Everybody's always looking for 
ways to raise funds. This is just an easy thing. Yes, there's some training involved, you know, and, and but the thing about it is if you're trying this is a one day outside of the, the day that you take to train, this is a one day opportunity to make a bunch of money. Uh, it, you know, I mean, it, and actually, if you're doing it doing it for the primary and the general election, then there's two days. You think about how much you could possibly take in, and think about how much you would have to struggle to raise funds in some other manner. So, um, and and you're doing a service. You're doing a service. So that you know, I would definitely. Uh, reach out to Orange County Supervisor of Elections. If you're in Orange County, you have to be a registered voter in Orange County, everybody that participates. So if you have, let's say, membership that includes people from other counties, you have to have enough people that are registered in Orange County. Those are the ones that have to do uh, to to work the the, um, precincts. So just wanted to let you know that. But I, I strongly encourage that because it's a, just a great opportunity for to raise funds. Um, the other thing I wanted to just talk about is, and I've, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again, you know, your responsibility should not just be the one day that you go and, um, you know, vote, okay? The people that we put into office, whether we – you know, our vote, we, we voted for that person or not, it's our responsibility to hold them accountable. So you have to monitor the progress of what they're doing. Um, we talked, I think, earlier about right now how many judges that could be uh, just voted back in just because you, you know, do, you may say, they may ask you, should this judge be voted back in for however many years or whatever. When you say yes, or even if you don't vote, there's a possibility that that person gets put back in. Have you looked at their track record? Okay. Uh, when they uh, make their rulings, are their rulings favorable favorable to what you need to have happen in your community? So this is an opportune time you don't have to wait until election day. You can go to uh, the Supervisor of Elections website, and I want to say it's OCF Elections, and I don't know if it's .com or .org, but I will post it on the Geese Power Hour Facebook page. But you need to go and see, okay, who's running in your precinct? And this is, and this is an opportunity also to go and see whether or not you are in the system or you've been purged because you can also just put in your information uh, for your, your address and your the, the precinct the, and district and all of that type of stuff comes up. Another way you can find out uh, who's representing you on the local level is to go um, to the Orange County Property Appraisers website. If you go to the Orange County Property Appraisers website and you type in your address, it pulls up not only value information about your specific property, and it, it pulls up a variety of other information, but there is a place on there in one of the tabs that tells you who your, you know, your school board representative is and, and other things. So that's another way to, to get verification 
in terms of who is, you know, or you know, representing you or what precinct or district that you you might be in. So there's some information there that's very vital, uh, not only about your property but of, about who's representing you in certain uh, instances. So I highly encourage you to do that. The other thing is, you know, the strength in numbers thing. Uh, get with your, if you're, like you mentioned, fraternities and sororities and other groups that are getting together to do the, the adopt a precinct, there's also a way that you can have influence by getting together with groups that you're involved in to look at, you know, what types of uh, issues that are relevant to you as a group. And if certain people, certain officials are not addressing those issues, this is the time to ask for a meeting with that representative. Um, and right now a lot of people are, you know, not only the ones that are already elected that may still be in office, but the people that are considering, uh, that are running for that office and, and, you know, you have to consider for that office, ask for a meeting with them, you know, get, you know, See what their reaction is, if you get a response, you know, or not. You know, I, I don't think anybody that is running for office right now will not want to at least respond because if that person is not responding to you now and they're not in office, imagine when they get in office and they get busy and you ask for a meeting or something, what kind of response you'll get. If you get no response now, don't expect to get a response if they end up being in office. So I would highly encourage, you know, asking for, if you can't get a meeting, ask, and, and meetings are easy these days. Okay, let's talk about that. Meetings are easy because everybody's doing Zoom. So it does not have to be an in-person meeting. And a Zoom meeting is a good way to get more people involved that wouldn't possibly show up uh, at a face-to-face -face meeting either because of busy schedules or because of COVID. Okay, so ask for a, a quick Zoom meeting and say, you know, we have these issues, how would you address them? Okay. So it, it's a lot easier to do research. It's a lot easier to request um, some time with people that you are considering, uh, you know, uh, voting for. Because it's important that people realize that they have to earn your vote. vote. You just don't give it away. Um, it's, it's as valuable as, as any money in your pocket. Truly it is. Uh, so I would just highly encourage that. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and uh, I just, like I said, wanted you to consider all of that, but we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about being a responsible voter when we come back. Uh, we're not taking calls because this is pre-recorded today, but I just wanted to uh, give, pass along some information and encourage you to be a more active and more responsible voter. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time, and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. 
over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And again, we want to thank uh, Supervisor of Elections of Orange County, Bill Cowles, for taking the time with us today to give us a little insight. Uh, Monday the 25th is the day that you have uh, the de- deadline to register. If you haven't registered, um, I'd also encourage you if you have any, if you've moved, as he mentioned, I would also encourage you to go ahead and make sure that that um, information is updated in the system. It's a good time to check to make sure that you're on the list for the um, absentee or vote by mail um, ballots. Um, if you don't get a sample ballot soon, especially before August 8th, I would go ahead and request one or see why you didn't get one. And I would take that sample ballot and sit down with your family and go through and do your research and make sure you have marked your sample ballot correctly. And I say correctly, make sure it's accurate so that when you take it to the polls and copy it over, you're not copying over wrong or mismarked information. So I wanted to stress that too. Um, And then uh, make sure, you know, like I said, uh, this is a good time to uh, see if you, you know, if you have a group to get an audience with some of these people, uh, even in a Zoom call, just to make sure, you know, that that, that they are the people that are you want to have in office. Uh, make sure that they're an, ask, answering the questions um, in a way that you feel comfortable with. Uh, and now's the time to do that when they're trying to get um, in, on the ballot for, if, if it's a runoff, they're trying to get on the ballot for the general election in November, November 8th. Um, the vote, the day to vote is August 23rd, but if you want to do it early, um, August 23rd, I mean, August 8th is the day that um, uh, early voting starts. So just wanted to reiterate that. And also, too, as Bill said, you cannot take a whole bunch of folks' ballots to uh, drop them off. They are not allowing you to do that anymore. Um, it, should, it should be your immediate family, and it should be um, no more than, than two other than your own. Now, this is the thing. If you know of someone, uh, this is a good time to find out if there are, let's say, elderly people or someone that um, needs some assistance in terms of getting their ballot to, you know, to the box, okay? Um, and, and so it, don't wait till the last minute to arrange that. Uh, just just look into it now and get that done. So The other thing I want to encourage is, you know, just taking the time to see uh, what issues are, you know, on the ballot, what, what aren't, uh, what is problematic and you think needs to be, you know, have attention called to it. A good old-fashioned letter-writing campaign cannot hurt. 
um, you know, it's going to draw some attention. Uh, the, and so I would highly consider it if you have a particular issue that you think needs to be addressed, get with family, get with friends, get with church members, get with organizations that you're a member of. If there's something specific that needs to be addressed, please, please take the time to do it because it's it's important. It, it is. Um, but anyway, because it's Friday, I'm going to let you go because I'm going to go. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Have a blessed and safe and enjoyable weekend. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Best